Hey, sustainable fashion supporter. Welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the first ever episode of Recloseted Radio. I'm so excited to record this episode and I'm so thankful that you're here. For those of you that have been following Recloseted for a few months now, you'll know that Recloseted is an organization that's dedicated to righting the harmful fashion industry. And in order to do that, we work with both consumers and businesses to collectively turn things around. On the consumer side, we do a lot of awareness raising, so we do our blog, our social media, and events. On the business side, we provide consulting services so that these brands can grow and thrive. This podcast will essentially be an extension of our work that we are already doing on our blog, social media, and through our upcoming handbook. You can expect solo shows from me where I'll drop truth bombs about the fashion industry and bring on guests. These guests will be designers, entrepreneurs, or innovators, essentially cool people that are doing some amazing things in the fashion sustainability space. Ultimately, the goal of this podcast is to provide a platform and a space for these super important conversations to take place, and hopefully by listening, it'll spark and inspire you to be a little bit more conscious with your clothing choices. In today's episode, I thought we could start by walking through my journey because I went from being an unethical and unsustainable fashion consumer to being someone that is now running a company that's dedicated to fashion sustainability. So I thought it would be interesting and also eye-opening to walk through my journey. I'm going to be 100% completely transparent and honest with you and hope that in doing so, you can realize that you can make change and you can become a more sustainable consumer as well. So, let's take a trip down memory lane. I'm someone that really loves nature and comes alive in the outdoors. I live in Vancouver, Canada, and we have a lot of beautiful mountains. And so in the summer, I'm always hiking the best trails, and then in the winter, I'm also trying to get up to the mountain to snowboard as much as possible. Because I know that Mother Nature is so fragile, I always try to take care of of nature and the environment around me. So I conserve energy by turning off the lights, I transit, I walk, I recycle plastic water bottles, etc, etc. But I never knew that my clothing choices had such a profoundly negative impact on our environment. I have lived majority of my life as a typical ignorant fast fashion consumer. If you don't know what fast fashion means, I'll include a description in the show notes. But basically, I shopped at retailers like Zara, Forever 21, H&M, Topshop, etc. I totally and completely bought into the glitz and the glam of the fashion industry. And it's really not hard to do that with all the New York and Paris fashion weeks, all the influencers wearing awesome outfits and going on trips. It's really easy to only see that shiny side of fashion. So that's what I did. I only saw that side of it. And so I would do awful things like online shop late at night and buy things I didn't really need. Or I would cope with stress and sadness by getting new things. All of these things which were, you know, negatively impacting the environment. And I didn't really know and I didn't put two and two together. What finally caused me to wake up and open my eyes was watching the true cost. 
The True Cost is a documentary about the harmful fashion industry, and I highly recommend you watch it if you haven't already. It should still be on Netflix, and I can link it in the show notes as well. In this documentary, I learned about the awful crap that goes into our clothes. A very common material is polyester, and polyester is derived and based from petroleum. The film also portrayed super heartbreaking and unethical labor that was going on. Essentially, a lot of the garment workers that were stitching and making our clothing weren't getting a living wage, working in unsafe or unsanitary conditions just so that we could buy clothes for cheap. Us getting used to buying things for cheap really causes unsustainable shopping habits because we keep buying more and more and we don't wear our clothes enough and so at the end of the day we end up sending millions of tons of clothing either to our landfills where they rot for years and years to come or shipped to less economically developed countries where they wear our clothes because we give it to them for free because we're quote unquote donating it to them and we feel good that we're giving them clothes for free, but what we don't realize is that if we give them clothes for free, it means that there's less incentive to go out and buy clothes of their culture, meaning that local textile manufacturers and designers, etc., are being put out of business. After watching the film, I felt so many emotions. It totally broke my heart, I felt so guilty, and I also felt a little skeptical. I thought that the film had perhaps exaggerated how bad things were because I thought that if things were as bad as they were portrayed in the film, for sure more people would be talking about it. My friends would be talking about it, the industry would be talking about it, it would be more talked about in the news, and it wasn't. And so, like any millennial in the 21st century, I took to Google and I found out that not only was everything in the documentary true, It was actually much worse than I had expected. I fell into these deep holes of research where I just read article after article, I watched videos, I watched talks, I read books, because I just really wanted to educate myself. I slowly realized that it wasn't 100% my fault that I consumed as I did. Don't get me wrong, I made the conscious decision and choices to buy everything that I was buying and use my money to support those things. But the industry as a whole is broken because fashion brands, fashion houses, and the apparel industry lives around you buying more and more, lives around sales, lives around trends that encourage us to wear things for a couple of months and then discard them when it's quote-unquote out of style. And so the fashion industry currently isn't set up and shaped to be sustainable. It's built for consumption and profit maximization. And that's why I started Recloseted. I started it as a way to spread the word and raise awareness about the harmful fashion industry and really start a movement so we can collectively work towards positive change. And frankly, people won't be as ignorant as I was. But I couldn't run Recloseted, which is a fashion sustainability company, while I was still struggling with my own clothing consumption. So my first step was to quit cold turkey, and I will talk about my two no shopping experiences shortly. While I was researching and uncovering facts and figures about the industry, I found limited tangible actions or a concrete plan that I could execute. So I took matters into my own hands. 
I developed my own methods to eliminate impulse shopping, and I tested how I could maintain a minimal yet sustainable wardrobe. Due to the lack of reliable and completely fleshed out sustainable fashion guides, I essentially started creating my own. And the next thing I know, I had basically created the A to Z handbook for sustainable fashion. And I'm going to be releasing it next month, which is super exciting. The handbook is entitled The Recloseted Handbook, Your Sustainable Fashion Guide. Essentially, it will feature all the research that I've done and help you master your personal style so you only buy what aligns to your lifestyle. It'll also teach you how to declutter and properly dispose of what you're no longer wearing so it doesn't get sent to the landfills or overseas, and how to organize and maintain and take care of your clothes. And so it's a lot. It's really, again, the A to Z of sustainable fashion. And if you want to snag a free 40-page preview, you can go to recloseted.com handbook or click the link in the show notes. Because honestly, it's time we change things. We need to do better and be better. And so I've put together a guide for us to do that. Back to the no shopping experiences. I'll go into that now too. And for all our listeners right now that are participating in our no shopping challenge and not shopping from January 2019 to June 2019, I am so proud of you and so excited that we are working together on this. Even if you aren't participating in our challenge to stop shopping from Jan to June of this year, you can still join us from afar. It doesn't have to be a whole cold turkey cut if that scares you. I mean, you can start by analyzing your shopping habits, cutting down on your consumption, maybe start with a no shopping month. You can take baby steps and then eventually you'll become more and more conscious and more and more sustainable. Let's talk about my first no shopping experience. I decided to stop shopping from January to April, so it was a solid four months. Honestly, I was ready for this first no shopping ban. I was so riled up and fired up after learning how awful the clothing industry was. And again, I felt so guilty about my ignorant and blatant consumption. I ended up just cutting myself off cold turkey. Quite honestly, I also had a lot of clothes, so I knew I could work with my wardrobe and what I already had without needing to buy new things. And I also had an accountability partner who was my friend, Amanda. Shout out to Amanda if you're listening. And so that was really helpful as well because we were in this together. Again, that's why we did this no shopping challenge that we're running right now because there's magic when you are doing this with the whole army and with the whole tribe of people. Some of my findings from the first no shopping experience was that the first two weeks were pretty much smooth sailing. I was researching fast fashion and pouring my heart and soul into developing the groundwork for Recloseted. In other words, I was keeping myself busy and not really thinking about clothing. But things started to become a little bit more difficult when I had to go to the mall. Up until this point, I had avoided malls and retail stores to really just remove the temptation. And if I'm being transparent, this first trip to the mall was pretty rough. Over the years, I realized that I've been conditioned to just wander into random stores and browse clothing and often buy items I don't need from the sales section. But this time, I forced myself to go to the convenience store that I was meant to go to and leave the mall without going to any other stores. 
when I went home, I realized that this wasn't normal and I couldn't live like this. And so I started doing a mindset shift with my clothes. And again, I talk about that in the Recloseted Handbook. This mindset shift and the exercises I did really helped me to develop a healthier relationship with my wardrobe and shopping in general. The next challenge arose when a friend of mine asked me to go shopping with her for an important event. I grudgingly agreed, and in the back of my mind, I was slightly scared that this would trigger me to buy things. And again, this is where accountability comes into play. My friend knew that I was doing a no shopping ban, so she kept an eye out for me. And during the shopping experience, I concentrated on finding items for her, so it actually wasn't as bad as I had initially feared. Over the course of the four months that I didn't shop for, I realized that I probably saved around $600 because before the shopping ban, I was probably spending around $150 every month on clothes or shoes or accessories. And so this is huge. And the money I saved, I was able to invest back into Recloseted, which is awesome. Some tips I gathered from this first no shopping experience are as follows. The first one being that, you know, when you're doing a no shopping challenge, determine the purpose and get clear on the reasons why you're doing it. For me, it was the unethical labor that was going on and the insane amount of clothing that we're sending to our landfills. Both of those items really got to me. And so every time I was tempted to buy things, I would remember that and it would really stop me. If you want to get clear on why you should curb your consumption, download our Recloseted Handbook Preview to read an overview of the harmful fashion industry and complete the exercise about what parts of this broken clothing industry speak to you. And my second tip is that when you're trying not to shop, it's super helpful to have an accountability buddy or even tell your friends so they can keep you accountable. Having Amanda as my accountability buddy really helped me because we cheered each other on and we knew that if one of us cracked and bought something, we would face each other's wrath. So again, that's really helpful as well. After my first successful shopping experience, I decided to just keep the shopping to a minimum moving forward and only buy the necessities. And then in September of that year, we went to the Aritzia warehouse sale. And so for those of you that don't know, Aritzia is a Canadian brand and they're based in Vancouver. And at the time, I wasn't sure about the brand sustainability efforts, but the brand does put out timeless designs and their garments do last. So I thought it was okay to buy from Aritzia. However, after researching some of the materials in the brand's clothing and the general lack of transparency from the company regarding their labor, I have personally decided to stop shopping from them, which breaks my heart because I really like their business casual pieces, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do and you have to support the brands that you can stand behind. Since the Aritzia warehouse sale in September, Amanda and I did another second no shopping journey as well, and so that went from the beginning of September all the way to December. I am also going to be participating in the Recloseted No Shopping Challenge, so that means that January to June of this year, I won't be shopping as well. So I've kind of done, I guess at the end of June, I'll be a year-ish into no shopping, which is great. And so in the second no shopping ban, I found that it was a lot easier than the first one because I was already accustomed to not shopping. And again, I had a purpose as to why I was doing this. 
the unethical labor that was happening and all the junk we were buying and then sending to our landfills and shipping overseas that really got to me and quite honestly it felt so good successfully completing the first no shopping challenge but i won't lie i was tempted a couple times during all the black friday and boxing day sales however like we put out on recloseted social media you save 100% when you buy nothing even though apparel brands plug their insane discounts, I didn't really need anything, so I didn't buy anything, and so I saved 100%. And in hindsight, it was actually a blessing not to be stressed out about clothing items selling out at stores or fighting through crowds at malls. Because the second no shopping experience overlapped with holidays and all the sales going on, I have a couple tips as well. My first tip is that for special occasions and holiday parties, if you aren't feeling the items in your closet, see if you can borrow something from a friend. Because let's be honest, you're probably only going to wear something once, and so it doesn't really make sense for you to go out and buy something, so try to see if your friends or family members can lend you something. For the sales, a lot of it is noise, and so I unsubscribed from a lot of emails, and I also stopped following a lot of brands that I didn't resonate with anymore on Facebook and Instagram. And again, you save 100% when you buy nothing, and so if you don't really need it and you're just buying it for the sake of buying it because it's, let's say, 50% off, then you're wasting your money. My third tip is that it really helps if you prepare before a shopping ban. So again, analyze your wardrobe, make sure you have all of the necessary clothing in place for your lifestyle. And we cover that in the Recloseted Handbook because it's important that your wardrobe meets your lifestyle and that every single piece in your closet has a purpose. The Mastering Your Style section is in our free preview, so be sure to download the link after this episode. Ultimately, I've had a complete mindset shift when it comes to my clothing, but it's taken commitment and determination to get here. I think doing a no shopping ban really allows you to see all the frivolous purchases you used to make, and you end up, again, saving a lot of money, which is a great bonus. After the recloseted no shopping challenge in June, I hope that I won't need to do these challenges anymore. Instead, I will be automatically wired to only buy what I absolutely need, and when I do buy something, I will get something that's long-lasting and ethically made. By being transparent in this first episode and walking through my ugly shopping journey, I hope that you realize that if I can change my habits and live this slow fashion lifestyle, you totally can as well. It's doable, and sometimes the first thing you need to do is just realize it and quit cold turkey. Beyond not shopping, what can you do? Well, the first thing you can do is lap up all of our free resources on our blog so you can educate yourself. Again, for me, I was ignorant because there just wasn't this information readily being feeded to me. We've done that, so you really have no excuse. All you have to do is set aside 5 to 10 minutes to really be able to find something that you resonate with and learn something new about the fashion industry. We have a lot of different series dedicated to materials. We also do Tip Tuesdays where we give you a tangible tip that you can action on. We also talk to industry folks through our blog and we'll also be bringing that onto the podcast as well. And we feature some sustainable fashion brands that we support. So there's a lot of different things on our blog and I highly recommend you check it out. 
And like I've been talking about and plugging throughout this whole episode, download the Recloseted Handbook Preview. There's a lot of stuff in there about the fashion industry that you can learn, and you also will get access to the free Mastering Your Personal Style section. You can also, again, try a no shopping ban. That will really help you take a pause on your consumption and reevaluate your habits. And last but not least, everyone can do this, but just be more conscious and curious about the things around you. Ask why your articles of clothing that you're buying are so cheap and wonder where brands make their clothes. Just ask questions and be curious. Don't just accept the status quo and buy things just for the sake of buying things. It's really important that we make more conscious shopping decisions. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that this has inspired you to take action. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you're notified when we release our next episode. If this has piqued your interest in fashion sustainability, make sure you continue the conversation and continue to educate yourself by following us at Recloseted on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also join our free Facebook group, the Recloseted Tribe Sustainable Fashion Supporters, and all of these links will be included in the show notes as well. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you again in the next episode.